some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. What's going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates, and always with me is my big fella, Big Bride. What's going on, big fella? Oh, another day, another week, another losing. Uh, yeah, we'll get great. through it together, though. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna definitely have some discussion tonight about it. Um, I did get a notification on our stream tonight that Facebook might not be responding to comments. So if you guys want oh. to comment on the show tonight, please switch over to our YouTube channel. Just type in "illegal ham to the face" on YouTube. Switch over to our YouTube channel and enter the live chat there. Um, we would love to have your comments, especially after the crap show that was Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on that, that note, Bri, why don't we quickly go through our rundown? Uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, Browns' loss to the Ravens. Look ahead to Monday Night Football against the Bengals. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Cavaliers in our Cleveland headlines. And then we're getting into Fat Boy Tuesday. It's Halloween time. So we got to talk Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to polish it off with our top three all-time favorite comedies, comedy movies. So it's going to be a fun one. I had, I got so many. To narrow it down to three is a very mm-hmm. So right. we're going to do that tonight. Um, but our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Uh, Harold is on a win streak now, Bri, that he has had his team. Uh, but if you want to play at Lake Erie APA, please get a hold of myself or Harold or Bri via Facebook Messenger, however it is. Just give us a heads up. We'll get you in touch with who you got to get in touch with. There is a league forming every night of the week. Uh, throughout the week, it's 7 o'clock, and you're done by 10, 11 at home. On the weekends, or I play Sunday at 4.15, and I'm normally home by 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. So all depends on how you want to play. Everybody's having a blast with everybody's. It's a good time. So if you guys would like to join, just hit us up, and we'll see if we can't hook you up with a free membership or something for you guys to join. Uh, Bri, do you have any shout-outs this week? I got a couple. Um, first, I'll shout out. Um, I did it a couple weeks, but I'll follow up with it. The Medina Bees won uh, a game against Solon this past weekend. They won the conference. They're in the number two seed. Um, looks like hopefully they'll avoid uh, St. Ed's and St. Ignatius until maybe the, the final, the regional final. So that's good news. Um, but yeah, Coach Laird has just turned that program into a powerhouse. So Shout them out for all their hard work. Um, and the other one I got is beer I'm drinking here. A uh, new one. Probably been out for a while, but it's Collision Bend. Um, it's a Lake Erie Sunset American Wheat Ale. So 
Not bad. If you see it, pick it up. It says it's got like some blood orange or something in it, but I really can't really taste that. So not too fruity. It's just a good beer. We're going to have to go down there one time, you and I, and try to do a uh, show from there. I've been there one time. It was pretty nice. I mean, it's always nicer when uh, when there's nice weather out because it's right there on the river. But um, yeah, yeah, it looked like a great place. Good food from what I remember. Well, we're going to have to uh, get back out and about. Uh, I have been in contact with a few places, and hopefully here within the next couple Tuesdays, Brian and I could be back out and about um, trying to get the new equipment to work also, Brian. So that's been, that's been a little fun. So, Sure. Um, are you done with your shout-outs? I'm done. Yes, sir. All right. Only thing I got to shout out is uh, my crazy, lovely wife. I love her to death. Brian, I can't leave her alone anymore. Um, all these long hours that I'm putting in at work, and then I come home, and she's just tearing stuff up around the house. And it worries <laughs> me. So I love her to death. Like, I came home, what was it, Sunday? Sunday after work, right before the Browns game, I came home. She's on the ladder with a pressure washer. I'm like, honey, what are you doing? She goes, I'm cleaning the side of the house. I'm like, what? I'm like, get the... Fine, whatever. Do what you're going to do. I got it. It's all right. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm like, she started on one spot, and then she just said, nope, I'm going to do everything now. So sure. I got she's it makes I a difference. Love her so much. Love her so much. I, yeah, I just laugh good. at it anymore when I come home, because I just like, you, you could have waited until I got home. I could have helped a little bit, I guess. Like, no? Okay. Go ahead and you had a football game to watch. Yeah, well, it wasn't fun to watch. <laughs> and then I also got to shout out one of my friends, uh, Todd. I haven't talked to him today, which I should message him back. I'm a horrible friend about that. Uh, all the hours I'm working, but he just brought a brand new baby girl into the world, uh, him and his wife. So congratulations to them. And other than that, Brian, I am done for shout outs. All right, but we do have to get into our legal ham fantasy football update because I missed it last week. Because you must mean I, you won this week, huh? Well, I did win this week, but uh, <laughs> we only Bri, do the fantasy updates when you win, Brian. I apologize. I told you you got to remind me. I got stuff going on, brother. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to set up lineups while I'm out there blowing leaves and everything else at work, like. You know, yeah, you didn't like, have much to set much of a lineup this week. I know, neither did you. Jeez. So, I was just looking today. Um, your kicker, like, went off, scored a bunch of points. Yeah. Outscored both my running backs, two wide receivers, and my defense combined. <laughs> One kicker outscored five guys. Yeah, but your kicker outscored them, too. No, my kicker had a good week, but um, yeah, like twelve points. You. That's, more, that's more than a good week. If your kicker gets you twelve points, that's just amazing. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. Uh, yeah, they outscored. I just, you know, that's why you play fantasy football. You have weeks like that where Leonard Fournette gets you four points. Michael Gallup doesn't get a point. I'm sure Mark Andrews' uh, owners are not very happy at his performance. That's all right. I was a more put in uh, Kenyon Drake for the Baltimore because my running back blew his ACL out. 
Who was that? Well, it didn't matter. Um, I had Javante Williams. Oh, Williams for the ACL. And, yeah, right. and then I had Melvin Gordon as a backup, but he hasn't done anything. But let's get into the scores. All right, so, so far, the standings right now, Bri, everybody's kind of jumbled pack with the exception of, well, Justin. There is, yeah, Justin. Justin's one and six right now. It's not looking good for Justin. But uh, Who's at the top? At the top is Big Man with the football team at six and one. Nice. Wow. Team Big Rod is at five and two. Dog Pound Boys oh, yeah. is at five and two. And then you mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of four and three. There's four of us at four and three, and then four more at three and four. Then there's Big Bry, Harold, and Baldy Locks down at the bottom mm-hmm. with two <laughs> two and fives and a one and six. But uh, this for the week, number one pick next year. Yep. This week, I uh, let's see here. Team Fat Happy Endings beat Team Big Bry, eighty-eight to sixty-eight. Yeah, the fantasy football team beat the Juice one twenty seven to seventy one. Harold Keel beat Baldy Locks one twenty ninety eight. Here's another barn burner. Team Big Meat beat Giggles eighty seven to sixty eight. Uh, Cleveland Lyman Lounge one thirty six over Team Spam one fifteen. Wow. Wow, Wonder Years Big Kev one forty six over Dog there it is ninety one. And Team wow. Big Rod, 129 over the Portage County Prostitutes, 118. Mm. So, it's cool. been a good one, but we've had some low scores. And, Bry, you know, I've had yeah, – I had a kicker and Tyler Henneke saved my pretty much day. So, <laughs> Yep, yeah. so it goes. And I'm glad they redid the, uh, the Taysom Hill, uh, you know, score because I was about to lose my – shit on thursday night with you because i have a delusion because i sat there and i'm starting to look at the score i'm like oh look at that he's in oh he's got me some points i look down oh Taysom hill's on a bye no he is not on a bye (laughs) i yeah i don't know it was glitch or something but they righted the ship i figured they would and yeah i think he scored a touchdown right yeah he well let's see here (coughs) touchdown yeah so he had he scored me 10 points Mm mm-hmm so, good for a tight end. Yeah, it works for me. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, I want to trade Chubb to a contender. Oh boy, yep, yep. Here we on go. his fantasy team, or is he talking in real life? I don't know. Hopefully, it's on his fantasy team. I'm the Browns. <laughs> of the league. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm the Browns. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Justin. Uh, if you want to comment on the show, please switch over to our YouTube page. And uh, you can catch the show live there, and you can do live chat from our YouTube page. I guess there's some stuff going on with Facebook. So, uh, Brian, you ready to get into some trivia? I believe it is your turn for trivia. It is my turn. Yes, sir. All right. Here we go. He said fantasy. Oh, in fantasy, he's looking to trade Chubb. And you know something? I could have been just a D right there and just made a little backwards deal with him, but I didn't, Bry. I brought it out for well, the whole thing to see that he is putting Nick Chubb on the trade block. 
on our fantasy league. So, as the commissioner, I'll, I'll make sure the deal is uh, equal for both sides. We're not going to have a, uh, a Nick Chubb, yeah, Nick Chubb for Drake White or, or Drake uh, London. Okay, I hear you. All right, just so make it fair for everyone. I mean, I'm out of also, it. So, and also, not all offers can be in until the illegal ham of the face show is done. So that Brian and I can put our offers in, all right? You know, wait till we're done. With the show and we'll put our offers in. I don't think he wants what I got. I don't think he wants what I got either. I'll get. I mean, I'll give Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you want that? There you go. Two-time like MVP. Yeah, it looks like a train wreck right now. All right, <laughs> let's get into the uh, trivia, Brian. Uh, I'm sorry, our trivia is not brought to you by anything. Okay. Here we go. All right. Your trivia is, I'm looking for the NFL player that has the most Pro Bowls. Total? Total Pro Bowls. Total? And the history of the Pro Bowl. And you know what? Since I'm such a nice guy, I'm going to give you the, the first guy, which is Tom Brady, which is probably pretty easy. Um since he's been playing for 45 years. So he has 15. There are three guys with 14. So you have a one in three chance. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Give me one of them. Uh, Two of them, you know, they're, they're, well, actually there's four of them, but one guy's from like way long ago and probably wouldn't recognize the name, but, Two names you'll know for sure, and then another name you might know. So are we talking like 90s? All all time. Oh, no, 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 no. I understand that, but I'm like, I'm trying to narrow it down to like decades, like when they actually play. Oh, in our lifetime. Yeah, for sure. Since, since we've become football fans, you know, okay. post-middle school. Okay. Complain. All right. I like it. I like it. Yep. All right. I have a feeling we played one this weekend. I'm not going to confirm nor deny nothing. That's what I thought. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, okay. I got you. Am I right? Nope. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out later. No kickers. No kickers or punters. There you go. Or special teams players. Oh, That'll that's eliminate cool. a little more for they you. More Anderson's not in there. Single bar. More <laughs> Anderson's not in there. <laughs> I know, right. You would think kickers kick for like 25 years. They would get a bunch, but no. What about 12-year-old Andy Reid? Is he in there? <laughs> he's in the punt, pass, and kick Hall of Fame. I know that. Well, he's the biggest he's a kid monster. It wasn't a monster. <laughs> it's something else. All right, Brian, let's get into our Cleveland headlines here real quick. Hold on, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get Yep. Yeah. And Brian and left, Brian me. left me. I don't know where he went to, but it's all right. Probably had to go potty. He forgot that the clip was uh, not that long. I had to get a refill. I had to get a refill. What I miss? You should have told me that you're going out for a little bit longer. <laughs> I would have 
the headline. Like we came back and Brian was gone, like a goat. <laughs> Disappearing act. I forgot another beer. Now I'm good. It'll okay. be cold. Um, uh, Matt's just texting me right now, uh, boss Matt, with the uh, Cleveland Browns new costume with the paper bag over the face that uh, Barstool Cleveland put out today. And yes, that is a Brian fail, but I'm not going to bring it up because <laughs> there we go. Well done. All right, so that's a costume that keeps going. I know, I know it does. All right, but let's get some positive notes in here before we get to it. All right, Brian, your Cleveland Cavaliers have come and they are playing some straight up basketball right out of the gate. Uh, Darius Garland got hurt in their home opener, or not the home opener, but the opener opener in Toronto. Got a little finger in the eye, he's out for a couple days, but. Donovan Mitchell, the spider, 30 points all three games. He is just right. He's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And I cannot believe he's on our team, Bri. He's on our mm-hmm. team. And what did we trade away? Somebody is sitting on the bench right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that, oh, Sexton's not playing? Nope. He's sitting on the bench. Markinen, is he playing? Uh, don't know. We'll find out with marketing it later, but your, your oh. young calves are running strong right now and everybody's playing good. Mitchell is just, it's something else. Uh, when Garland gets back, you know, normally if I would tell you that Garland got hurt in the first game, Cavs record would probably be like, well, they lost first three. No, they're winning. They're winning. They're winning all the way, hopefully to the top seat of the East and smacking that ass all the way to the championship. But We'll figure that out. Settle down. They're two and one. I can't help it, Brian. I, I, I know you're positive. excited. You're an excitable need, boy. I get it. Brian, I need something positive because everything else is negative right now. We'll yep. get into that here in a little bit. But, I mean, how are you feeling about Donovan Mitchell so far with his first few games, all three games, scoring 30 points or plus, um, nine assists, five rebounds? He's just playing balls out right now. Yeah, you know, the best thing I could say about him is he's as advertised. This is what we expected. Um, you know, he's he's what's kind of been refreshing to me is he hasn't been on the team for very long and he seems like a leader already, which to have your best player be a leader, I mean, as we're seeing with the Browns, you have to have that. You you need your best player to lead guys um because he's he can back it up. And so far to this point, Mitchell's backed it up. And like you said, he stepped up in Garland's absence. And it'll be fun to see the two of them together um, and and grow. And and thankfully, Garland's injury isn't anything too serious. I think he's maybe questionable for tomorrow night's game. But it's going to be an exciting ride. They're going to be fun to watch. Uh, I didn't really keep tabs on how often they're on national TV this year. Because that'll probably be the only way I'm able to see them since uh, no Bally's, but that's a sore subject. But, uh, yeah, they're just they're going to be a fun team for the next couple of years, I think. They're going to grow this year immensely. And, yeah, hopefully they give the top teams in the East a run for their money. You know, uh, look at them, what they did to the Bulls the other night, demolishing them, and then the Bulls go out and they beat the Celtics last night. So I think you're well in the conversation with the Bulls, with, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Heat is one of the top teams. And, you know, if you want to throw the Hawks in there because they beat us last year. But, uh, yeah, look out. It'll be a fun ride. 
and let's just hope we can stay healthy. How is it we have two competent teams with a lot of young talent that actually get along with each other and the coaching staff and put a good product on the field, Bry? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know the thing is, is everybody's a Browns fan, though. This <laughs> whole city. It's a, fo- it's a football town. I know, right? It'll never change. It'll never change. I mean, LeBron, LeBron obviously changed it for a while, but uh, yeah. you need a championship level team year in and year out to change that. Well, and also, you know, a football team that goes 0 16, that helps out yeah. too. <laughs> True. All right, Brian, let's peel off the band aid. Let's get into it. I don't want to get into it. I don't, I don't, I don't. But your Cleveland Browns have lost to the Baltimore Ravens in only the way that the Cleveland Browns can lose. Uh, once again, we were the better team on the field. Um, I'm going to throw this out there just so everybody can kind of get their frustration out on the comments. If you want to comment on our show, Facebook is down right now. Switch over to our legal hand page on YouTube. And you'll be able to live chat with us there. Uh, we got running bald man right now talking to us right now. So you go there, <coughs> live chat, and here we go. But, Bry, if I told you that we held Mark Andrews to no receptions, we held Lamar Jackson to under 200 yards total offense. And Jacoby Brissett threw for 268 and no interceptions. <laughs> what would you have told me? I'd have been happy with that. Um, I wouldn't have guaranteed a win because I've seen the Browns for far too long, but I'd have signed up for that all day long. And I thought, unless we really shot ourselves in the foot, then we probably won the game because that's your goal. That's what I said last week that uh, shut down Mark Andrews. He can't do much better than zero receptions. And Lamar Jackson didn't do much. I mean, even their running game didn't kill us. They had a pretty good day, but, uh, you know, they weren't gashing us left and right. But it's just the the Browns find another way to lose. And for one time, Bri, Browns defense didn't play that horrible. They really didn't. No, no, they, they didn't. Had, they had their little hiccups. Uh, special teams. Holy but Jesus on the special teams. We'll get yeah. into that here in a second. But at this point in time, Brian, we're two and five. Um, I heard on the really big show today that we have a 6% chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> okay. 6%, Brian. I also I'll have- take it. Other people chiming in. I mean, the trade rumors are out. Uh, Greedy Williams on the block. Saw that coming. Kareem Hunt on the block. Saw that coming. Who was the one guy that predicted it this year, Bri? Right before the trade deadline, Kareem Hunt would be traded. This guy right here. Yeah. You know, oh, it's your fault. It's your fault they suck then, huh? Yep, it's my fault they suck. It's my mm-hmm. fault. I my fault they miss tackles. My fault that they get offensive pass interferences. My fault that the ref throw a flag on somebody that didn't even move, but he got hit in the face. My fault for a roughing the passer that got put back in the pocket because, heaven forbid, he ripped off his chin strap. 
It's my <laughs> fault, right? It is. I'll, I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. I'll be like Stefanski. Uh, Browns fans, it's my fault. It's my fault that the Browns mm-hmm. are horrible right now. So, Brian, <laughs> give me some takes about this game. All right. We're, this game got away from us. Uh, we had it in the bag, especially there in the later end where you had a chance to either kick a field goal to tie or get down and score a touchdown. Um, how did you feel how this game went throughout the uh, course of the game? It was more of the same that we've seen all year. Uh, I, I agree with you that the defense played better. And, you know, other than that one, was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, we seem to have, we seem to play well against Lamar Jackson, uh, at, at least uh, in the passing game. And we told me, like you said, if you told me you shut down Mark Andrews, I'd have said that's a damn good day. And we did all that. But in the end, in the fourth quarter, we just couldn't make enough plays to win. And it looked like they were going to drive down and maybe score a touchdown and put it out of reach. Made a hell of a play to cause that fumble and give us another chance. And he thought, hey, we're back in this thing. I haven't sent a couple texts, of, so you're telling me there's a chance. And you squandered that chance. I mean, you just – I don't know. You look at the stat sheet and you think, okay, I'm happy with all this. This doesn't look that bad. But then you actually watch the game, and it's almost like a different story. Like, you know, we scored on our first – we scored a touchdown on our first drive, and then we didn't score again until the fourth quarter. Uh, Touchdown anyways. Um, You you just can't do that against really good teams. You got to take advantage of that, especially when your defense is playing their ass off. Let's be honest. They they only gave up like a couple of long drives to the Ravens. You know, the one uh, special teams play where where the guy returned it to, what, our 20 or our 30? You just hand them three points. The best-case scenario is pretty much three points unless you get a turnover. So for them to stand up and do that, and, you know, it's just one of the most frustrating things about playing the Ravens, other than Lamar Jackson, you know, when he shut them down, he can run it for 30, 40 yards and pick up a – a third and 15 or something other than that it's just you know you know justin tucker's automatic <laughs> you know if they get it to the 45 yard line three points chalk it up you know unless you get a a turnover it, it's automatic three points at best for your so it's frustrating watching games like that and that's why you know well we'll get into uh the final drive and whatnot but um yeah it was just Another frustrating day. There were bits and pieces where you could be proud of uh, of the effort and of what the defense did, and the offense looked good on a couple drives, but uh, it just it wasn't good enough. And you know, I said it last week. That's why you go out and you move heaven and earth to get a guy like Deshaun Watson because without him, you're a slightly below average team that can't close in the fourth quarter. And that gets you two wins in seven games. Now, Brian, I understand you say go out and get Deshaun Watson, but also a competent head coach would have got you two more games than what you got right now. Yeah, sure. I mean, certainly can make that argument. I'm just saying, like, if let me, let me flip the script here. If Bill Belichick was the coach of this team right now, do you think we'd be two and five? 
No, no, but he's a lot more than a competent head coach. Well, I understand that, but th- this is what I'm saying. You need a an, an adult in the room, and I don't think we do right now. I Stefanski's taking blows by blows, and they brought up today on the afternoon drive, which I was listening to on my way home, they brought up, you know, should Stefanski get a pass because he's got a backup quarterback? No, he shouldn't get a pass. You want to know why? You have the best player as a running back right behind. You've been close every game. No, he should not get a pass. Yes, there's blunders. There's interceptions at the end of the game that, you know, trying too hard. I get that stuff. I get it, Bry. But you got a point right now where your coach, I don't think, has a team anymore. He's trying. He's trying to get the team. But I think actually calling the offense and coaching this team is too much for him because you said it first. You said it. The very first drive they had this game, unbelievable, Bri. Absolutely unbelievable. I saw this. I'm like, Matt, offense is clicking right now. We're ready to go. This is going to be a great game. And then after that, it was like, what happened? Also, your star running back, the man that carries six yards on average, didn't even see the field for 35 minutes. You brought in Kareem Hunt, who got tackled three straight times for a loss and got you back to the goal line. <laughs> like, I understand that's some offensive line stuff, and we knew that Wyatt Teller was going to be enough. But, Brian, there are some things happening with this team that are just not normal, all right? This isn't like a normal, oh, well, the ball just rolled funny for us this way. This has been going on for years with this team, and we right. just can't <laughs> But we can't that's what I, that's what I would argue. This is normal for the Browns. This is normal. Yeah. You know, we're used to uh, playing well and having a bunch of talent and just losing games. We're used to that. I mean, ha- is there a voice in the room that is a leader on this team? Because there's been reports that after this game, the locker room was just nuts. Like people were screaming at each other. It shows they care but they let another one slip through their fingers. I mean, that's three in a row right now, Bri. And mm-hmm. the one that hurt the most is the Jets game. Now you have one outright. You know, it just, it's, God, it's so hard. Why is it so hard to be a Browns fan, Bri? <laughs> well, it builds character. It builds heart attacks. Uh, and obesity. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's true. And, and alcoholism. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure. It's, it's just, it's what we've been used to and it sucks. And I just, I can't understand it. Other, you know, it feels like we're cursed. I know curses don't exist, but it feels like we're cursed because I watch the NFL every week and I see teams like Carolina and Pittsburgh beating the Bucks. I see the bears whooping the Patriots I see all these upsets all over the league that nobody predicts or nobody sees coming. But it's like the one thing that's consistent is the Browns lose. The Browns, you know, you can count on a game and game and game and game again because, you know, you look at the schedule. If we keep playing like this, we're not playing terrible. That's the thing that's, you know, obviously the the Pittsburgh game or uh, New England game was pretty bad. We're not playing terrible. We're playing good enough to contend, but we just can't do anything in the fourth. We're not making winning plays, 
And, you know, you look at the schedule, it doesn't get any easier. And you're in a deep, deep, dark place right now. And one win can pull you out of it and can kind of turn your season around. But if you don't get that one win this week, which we'll get to, it gets very, very dark. Um, and, yeah, like like you said, it's before the trade deadline, who knows who could be gone by the time we play our next game. Uh, you know, because a two-and-six football team has no business being in the playoff contention. All right, so, Brian, we're going to play a little fun game right now, right? You ready? Let's do it. All right, so here we go. Fourth quarter, you got three minutes left. You're the offensive coordinator. You got third and two. Mm-hmm. On their side of the 50, okay? Three minutes left with Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker and a third sure. and two. Sure. What play call would you play right there? Either a run or a short pass. You're you're trying to because and this is something that we're going to get to, and I guess we're here now talking about oh, the final drive now. because everyone wants to talk about the false start on the uh, field goal, and. You know, I know I understand it was a terrible call and it really hurt us um, because that would have if he makes a kick that would have tied it up. But I'm telling you, 80 percent of the time, even if he makes the kick, we tied up 80 percent of the time. You're still losing that game because Lamar Jackson can get them 20 to 30 yards to get him adjusted Tucker's field goal range. And he's automatic. He's making it. No doubt about it. Um, so. Yeah, you, you make that kick. It's a it's a, a hot topic to talk about that, but you make that kick, I think you still lose the game. Um, now, if you get the touchdown with Amari Cooper, who knows what would happen there. They still would have had a lot of time left to go down and try to score themselves. So, yeah, it's – I don't know why we do this time and time again. I don't know if it's a Brissett thing, if it's a Stefanski thing. We're going, we're going for everything. We're going for it all when we don't have to. And it's just, it, that's the most frustrating thing right now. Like, yeah, I understand everyone's expecting to run, but everyone, you know, this year they've talked about Brissett and how great he is at QB sneaks. And so teams are expecting that on fourth and one on third and one. What about on third and two? You know, they might not be expecting that Yeah. in, in at least you maybe get a yard and make it fourth and one or something, or you you probably pick up a first down or give him that option at least, you know, rather than just chucking it deep. Or at least have your best running back on the field with you. I don't, sure. Brian, I'm kind of like, I understand. We're on the same page with like the time clock and what was going to happen. We're definitely on the mm-hmm. same page there because we've seen it too many times as Browns fans. Of like, yeah, we're in the lead. Yeah, we're going to win. And then here comes Justin Tucker. And yeah, a 61-yard right. field goal. And fuck you, Justin Tucker. Yeah, anything we've under 60 is so on. We've done this so many times, Brian. But at that point in time, your best player on offense wasn't even on the field. Having him on the field just to have him on the field, even if you weren't going to go with him on the field, Changes so many things, changes so many variables of that play. 
you still could have taken your deep shot. And if it 50-50 ball to Amari Cooper, but that's fine with me. I get that. He's done it before. He came down with his offensive pass interference, and then that just kind of just put the shit to bed. But at that point in time, what you could have done 900 things with a Nick Chubb RPO. I, why aren't we doing these right now? You could have done a fake handoff and just a quick slant. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see them keep the ball on the ground. And honestly, it goes back to a thought that I had at the preseason about this roster makeup. You know, why don't we have a fullback? I, I, I understand probably the analytics say that why waste a roster spot with a fullback? But you get a fullback in there, at least that's another person that the defense has to think about getting the ball in these third and short situations rather than they just see Nick Chubb by himself. Okay, if they're running it, it's going to that guy right there. There's a lot of things. I know you and I are just dumb football fans, but it and they're Harvard graduates, but it's like, you know, they're so maybe entrenched in everything that they can't see the forest through the trees and they're just overthinking everything and it's just man come on take a step back and and just think like okay Mm. let's let's try to do it i know you don't want to do just whatever the fans think you should do but you know you got to prolong that drive even going for a touchdown there that doesn't guarantee you anything you know if unless you can get it under 30 seconds i think they had all their timeouts right uh they have one timeout left Oh, they only the, the Ravens only have one timeout? No, no, no. The Ravens had all their timeouts. We have one timeout left. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you got to work the clock there and, yeah, make, maybe make, catch them off guard. And make them use those timeouts. Make them burn that stuff. Well, that, and, and, and right, they're not time, going to. And at that point in time, I'm sorry, this is me personally. At that point in time, you're three minutes left in the game and you're down three. I'm going for fourth down anyway because that. Point oh, absolutely down, right. It's no a two down. You have two downs to pick up two yards. There's no guarantees anymore at this point in time because I do not want them to have the ball back. If I'm going to lose, I'm losing on my terms, my way. And with three minutes left, that's how it would have happened. That that's what I'm saying. Like you know, if a QB sneak, obviously, like I said before, they're going to be expecting on fourth and one. But third and two, maybe you catch them off guard. At the very least, you have a fourth and two to work with to really think about. And then if that calls on fourth and two, then, okay, maybe I can stomach it a little more. But, yeah, that call should be reserved for 20 seconds left, you know, 30 seconds left, a second and five or something. Let's take a shot here. Not third and two where, I mean, again, like like we saw a couple weeks ago and I think the Atlanta game or something where we're on the goal line, you just run the ball, even if you get no gain, okay, you're not losing anything. Well, a, a penalty backed us up 10 yards there and a penalty backed us up 10 yards again because when you throw the ball, so many bad things can happen. Interception, a penalty, a sack, you know, to lose yardage, like in – Jacoby Brissett in the second half, he's just holding the ball for so damn long. And it's like, dude, you have to know that you need to get rid of the ball here. And and I can't even blame the offensive line on some of that stuff. He he averaged 10 yards a pass. 
Brian, he went like 23 of t- like 28 or something like that. 23 or 28. 22 of 27. Yep, I got it written down. The only five incompletions. And you know something? And five Cooper, sacks. Cooper, Ninjoku, Peoples-Jones. Oh, God, we'll get into that here in a second. The, we should have won this game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We were the better team this day, and we still lost the game. So it's frustrating. Mm. All right, Brian, do you want to get into our uh, big O, big D, and just not my day player of the week? Yeah, let's do that. All right, I'm going to get sounders for this, too. I can't wait. I can't wait for somebody to come on and be like, and it's your big D player of the week. You said it, not me. That's all right. Brian, give me your uh, offensive player of the week for your Cleveland Browns. Well, you just mentioned him, uh, DPJ. He's, I don't know why we don't try to get him the ball more. Maybe now that uh, Njoku's banged up and going to miss a couple weeks, uh, we will. But you threw to him six times, and he had six catches for 71 yards. I, I mean, in my book, that's a pretty damn good day. So, and, and you could say the same for Amari Cooper. We just we need to get our receivers more involved because I think they're pretty good. But I don't know if it's just the offense because obviously Baker didn't throw it to his receivers very often. And now with Brissett, or maybe it's just the quarterbacks. Just You know, Brissett's a guy who doesn't want to make the big mistake. He doesn't want to take the chance and possibly turn it over. So he's just dumping it down or, or, you know, just throwing, like I said last week, those YOLO balls just for one-on-one coverage and hope your guy comes down with it. So. This, this offense could look completely different with Deshaun Watson. We'll see, I guess, in another month. But, yeah, DPJ, I thought he had a great game. I hope he stays in the game plan and we get him the ball a bunch. All right. I second that opinion. DPJ is mine, but for a whole different reason, Bri. There at the end of the game, for him to lay out that Baltimore defender on the punt, to let it roll into the end zone, that is yeah. probably one smartest football plays and i didn't know that michigan players could actually remember how to make plays like that right so kudos to dpj they did last november what was the score of that game that's fine i can't wait till this oh, one. oh yeah well, let's talk oh, about yeah. the what could what might it be huh? oh yeah here why don't we go in the past the past years of uh, 2000 the uh, one year, yeah cut one it year. off whatever year cut it off whatever year you want huh you don't want to uh, yeah. look at the big whole scope of things. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So last year you beat. Wow, wow. Kudos, good job. How many days has it been? A thousand days since Ohio State beat Michigan. Good job. I'm so proud of you. Oh wait, I wonder why that was only a thousand days. You started this. You started this with your Michigan slander. So well, we I can get back to it. Uh, you know, I really can't upset. You know, when especially when people <laughs> COVID, I can't play. Um, let's go on to our big D player of the week. Brian, my big, big D player of the week. And there's two of them, Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas. The reason why I say that they came in for Clowney and Garrett. And I've been hearing their names every part of the game, making tackles in the backfield, containing Lamar Jackson, keeping them kind of close to quarters. Those two, especially for being young bucks to come out and play the way they did, uh, kudos to them. They did a really good job. What about you, big fella? I got JOK. Um, you know, he, he coming off maybe one of his worst games of the year. I think he had one of his best games of the year. 
A um, couple pass breakups, a tackle for loss, and you know this is the this is the reason we drafted him was to play against Lamar Jackson and to contain him, and I think he had a big hand in that. So, you know, I, I kind of called him out for not doing his job a couple weeks ago. So, I'll give him props. He stepped it up. All right, Bry, and just not my day. You want to go or you want me to go? Oh, I'll go. Scott, go Scott Prefer, just not my day. You gave up a, and it's not even you, you're the coach of it, but you gave up a 41-yard punt return. You gave up a blocked field goal from 60 yards because you wanted to move up half a yard just so you could get to kickoff. Um, special teams have been a problem since the beginning of the season, and it's gone on through now, Bry. And I, of all people, I, I will give Joe Woods a little bit of a leash because I still think this team's coming together, but I'm very disappointed in our special teams this year. I mean, sure. the one shining light, uh, I can't even pronounce his name. The punters look good, and Cade York actually has looked pretty decent coming back from his problems, but – yeah, you got to do something. You cannot allow in this day and age a forty-one yard punt return. I, that changed the game right there. Like you said, no matter what, they're getting three points on that punt return right there. Yep. All right, Brian, you're just not my day. Uh, I got Jed Wills, and he, he had just, a bad day. Yeah, the Ravens' pass rushers are are old. And you would think that uh that he could maybe hold his own against them, but they were beating him. He got flagged for a couple penalties in the first half, and I don't know. I think the narrative is not good for for Jed Wills. Um, you know, I was just this looking at something. Only bad game though, like he, Justin Houston just bulldozed him. Like, yeah, it, it was bad. Like he really did not have a good game. But I mean, I understand where you're coming from. With you know you can't, but man, it wasn't pretty. It, it, it's kind of like the Baker Mayfield effect too. Um, in that Baker, we took Baker with the number one pick, and you're going to compare him to what the other guys that we could have had do. Um, the other four quarterbacks, and you see Josh Allen do what he's doing. You see Lamar Jackson do what he's doing. So, and you see Baker Mayfield, you're like. We made a bad pick there. What were we thinking? And, and it's the same thing for Jed Wills. Like, there were the four tackles that everyone was talking about, and you had Tristan Wurst, who's a pro bowler that we could have had. Um, Andrew Thomas, I think, is the highest-rated offensive lineman for the Giants this year. And I know he kind of went before Jed Wills, but that was a guy I was hoping we would get. So so I compare him to the other guys, and you know, Beckton played well until he got injured, so – I, and I think Jed Wills has such high hopes for him because I think he's getting the best coaching with Callahan, uh, getting better coaching than these other guys. But I don't know. He just – he doesn't impress me a whole lot. I think he has the potential. I don't know if he's struggling with the move to left tackle or what. Um, but I need a top ten pick. I need you to be better. All right, Brian, let me throw this one out here for you, Okay. Thomas was before Wills, right? Right. Talent's supposed to be there. You're talking about Tristan Wirfs. Mm-hmm. Who's his quarterback right now? 
Tom Brady. What does Tom Brady really not do that often? Get sacked. He gets the ball out quick, everything else. Right now, Jed Wills has had to deal with a Baker Mayfield, a hurt Baker Mayfield that would not move, and now a statue that's in the pocket with Jacoby Brissett. Let's give him a chance. I think he's a good tackle. I don't, Like you said, that, that draft class has been different. I think he's going to be a good to great tackle. I don't know if he's going to be a great to elite tackle. I don't think we have Joe Thomas, but I think we have a good enough left tackle to secure the left side. I hope you're right, and I'm not. I'm not saying cut him loose now. Give him the rest of the year, obviously, and see if you can do better. Maybe in the draft, probably not in the draft, but in free agency or something. I mean, you've invested a lot into him, so he's probably going to play out his four years, and you'll see if you pick up his fifth year option. But um, yeah, right now, I just you know that left a bad taste in my mouth this past week, and yeah, knock off those penalties hurt. I mean, I know, but it just was him. Because if you look at the you know the right guard position, we had a new right guard in there, and they shot up the right sure. guard too to get the tackles for losses on hunt. So there, right. it's it's it wasn't it wasn't pretty. I'm not I'm I'm with you. He did not have a good game. He did not. Yeah, he could bounce back. I mean, but this week's gonna be tough against uh, against <laughs> Henderson and Hubbard for the Bengals. I mean, they're pretty solid. So. He'll have his opportunities. He's going to be tested over the next couple weeks. All right. Before we get into the Bengals, Bry, uh, how did our pick go? Our uh, Betum pick. You have it in front of you. Yeah. We, well, I just know off offhand. Uh, we both had the the Ravens. Unfortunately, we both won. Okay. Um, I had them covering, and you did not. So I won that one. So I was one to know against the spread. You were on one. So probably by the. Uh, by the bye week, maybe I'll I'll tally up and see what we are for overall. Okay. All right, because I I expected I expected bad things to happen. Bad things did happen, but they weren't that bad. Hey, um, we're, we're good enough to compete. Like I said, we just can't win. <laughs> I know, I know, Bry. All right, so next up is the Bengals on Monday Night Football, Halloween night here in Cleveland. And there's tailgates going on. That, that was the one shout-out I forgot to say. Uh, do you remember the possum dude? Yeah, from 20 years ago? No, no, no. The one that grabbed the tail and put it in the box. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, how long ago was that? It was It was during their losing season. They weren't that great. Oh, on 16. Okay. He had been part of the Top Bell tailgate and the Dodge Lodge. Uh, I believe... If I'm not mistaken, he had a stroke, and they are doing a fundraiser for him this Monday night to raise some money to help him and his family out. So if you would like to donate or help out, please get a hold of uh, the Dodge Lodge or Top Dog Tailgate, and they will get you pointed in the right direction, or you get a hold of us and get in the right direction. Um I've seen him multiple times down at Top Dog Tailgate. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. He actually embraced the possum. He bought the hat, bought the t-shirt, sure. everything. Like he he just but yeah, I mean it's hard times and you know for him not to be able to watch his Browns play has been probably rough on him and everything else rough on his family. So if you could help out, please help out. Um but we are playing the Bengals, Bry, on Halloween night. We have owned the Bengals 
for the past, well, pretty much since Joe Burrow came in. But Joey B is coming off almost a 500-yard passing day with each of his receivers getting over 100 yards. Three receivers over 100 yards. Brian, I'm scared. And I'm scared that this is going to be a shit show like you wouldn't believe. And it's on Monday Night Football because the Bengals are catching their groove and the Browns are just not there yet. So, Brian, why don't you give me some hope and give me some keys to victory for this Bengals game? Let me first ask you a question. Where are you at going into this game? Are, are you are you one of these people that says two and five? Start thinking about packing it in. Are you? Do you still have hope? Where's your fandom at right now? I thought the season was either won or lost with the Ravens game. Okay. I think I think if they won that, got their hopes up a little bit, change, and then you know because we got the bye week coming up right behind the Bengals, right? Right. I think they needed that Baltimore game more than they need the Bengals game. That's just me personally. Now, if they come out and beat the Bengals, then things might change for me because that's a that's a team that's really hot right now. And if you beat them, take their thunder, go into the bye week, get healthy, and then come back after the bye week might be something different. But losing to Baltimore the way you did, and especially knowing how the team reacted afterwards, I'm scared the team might have shipped it in. Now, everybody can tell me, oh, they're professionals. They they go to play. Yeah, I get it. They go to play. Yeah, okay. I get that, too. You know, I'm a professional, too. I go do my job when I have to do my job. I understand that. But it's wanting to do your job and wanting to do your job good or just doing your job. There's two different stories to that. So I thought that after this Ravens game, I honestly, Brian, I think the season's done. They're going to start trading off some pieces to get some assets and then see what six weeks of Deshaun Watson looks like before next year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. How do you yeah, feel? Um, I'm, pro- I'm a little more optimistic than you. Uh, not optimistic that they can do big things and, and do this and that, and I'm counting on this. But – Take it one game at a time. Like you said, after this Bengals game, you might reassess. So uh, where I'm at now, beat the Bengals. Beat the Bengals. We're all going to feel good about beating the Bengals. You're not going to have a short week because it's on Monday night. You get an extra week off. So now you have two weeks to prepare for the Dolphins. Dolphins is going to be a tough game. Can you beat them? I think you can, especially if you get the momentum. Like you said, start getting Teller back. Um you know, hopefully Ward's back by this week or, or after the bye, Najoku comes back. You start getting healthy. Um, Garrett, Clowney can both get a little closer to 100%. So you win this game, then you start dealing with the other stuff. You have two weeks to prepare for the Dolphins. Okay, beat the Dolphins. Now you're what, four and five? Okay, now I'm a realist. I'm not saying I think you can beat the Bengals. I think you can beat the Dolphins. From what I've seen from this team, I don't think there's any way you're beating the Bills. Even if Josh Allen goes down, I think the team will 
breathe a giant sigh of relief and they'll start taking the bills too easy and Case Keenum will kick your butt. I mean, honestly, that's what we've seen this year. So I, I and as somebody as somebody who has paid good money to go to the Buffalo game in Buffalo, I don't even want to go. I'll be honest with you, because I don't think there's any chance that we can beat the Bills. Um, I go mean, right? Unless you get unless you get four more turnovers than them, I don't think there's any way you can beat them. Like I said, even if Josh Allen's out, we'll we'll take them lightly, and uh, and they'll still beat us. So chalking that one up to a loss, so you're four and six. And then you got Tom Brady coming in. And obviously, they're going through a tough time. They're not as tough as we all thought. They have issues on the offensive line. And Tom Brady's starting to look his age. So that's not as much of a slam dunk as maybe we thought going into the year. So if you can beat them, you're five and six. There, there's a, a map, a roadmap to you getting to five and six. It's obviously you're going to have to change completely. And it, and it starts with this week. This week can change your complete mindset. Then people start buying in. Then you start thinking, okay, the Dolphins aren't really that great. They just barely beat the Steelers. And, uh, you know, the Steelers and the Panthers both beat the Bucks. So there's a way. You need a lot of things to go your way. But it's sometimes it's funny how things can snowball. And, uh, and one win can lead to two wins can lead to three out of four. So I haven't completely given up on them. I think if you lose this game, then we start talking about shipping off pieces and everything. But as for now, um, it's I'll go all in, all in to win this game because this is your season right here. And you know something, Bri, uh, it was brought up today, especially at work because, you know, everybody at work talks about it. We talk about it all the time. Bri, for once, they have to play to win. Not to play to manage the game, not to play anything else. If it's to give Nick Chubb 35 carries, give Nick Chubb 35 carries. If it's Jacoby Brissett pass 50 times, do it 50 times. Whatever you have to do to win, do it. It doesn't matter what it is now. It doesn't matter if it's six field goals. I don't care if Kate York kicks 30 field goals. Whatever you have to do to win, because right now, Browns fans, it's playoff mode because if they don't win, you're looking at a whole different team. Like Bryce said, you start looking at it different right now. You got to start stacking wins and keep it moving because if you don't, this could go very bad, very quick. And if it goes very bad, very quick, Bry, before Deshaun gets back, then why even play Deshaun? Uh, why even you risk I, I mean, you you you, you got to see the chemistry between Watson and Stefanski and see let Watson get his feet under him before he's going into next year not having not played for two years. All right. Well. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, and that's that's what we if we do go into the tank after this game, that's what we have to look forward to in December. But at yeah. the same time, Deshaun Watson's going to be playing in a bunch of meaningless games because we're going to be out of the playoff hunt by the time he comes back. So, you know, the pressure is different. All right. So, Brian, you want to give a score on this one? Do we know the spread yet? Because the spread's. I thought I heard heard three and a half for the Bengals. Three and a half for the Bengals. All right. Bengals are favored by three and a half. 
we will go. Has there been any news on number 26, which is Greedy Williams? Uh, he is on the trade block. I believe 26 is Greedy, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, he is on the trade block. They are receiving calls. We have not gotten news yet. Um, they're also receiving phone calls about Kareem Hunt. Um, a couple other ones that I kind of threw out there that nobody else will throw out there. Um, I, I hate to say it, Clowney. Um, should be on the trade block. Also, John Johnson the third is another one. And probably Conklin would be another one. Um, just because of the... Oh, no, there's no news on the 26. He's talking about 26 lawsuit. No, there, it's... Right now, it's by a different lawyer, and there's... Doesn't other... sound like it'll change anything. No, it's not. No, because it was in that time loop that the judge said they gave a grace period to. But yeah, I, I believe those those are my key guys that are on the block right now. And the only reason why I say John Johnson the third is he has been playing up to his potential, and we signed him to a bigger contract. Uh, why would we keep him around if he's not playing up? And he's the one that called out everybody too, which is funny as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but especially with Conklin, Conklin's getting older. Uh, you've been shown that um, our well, second year, what's his name? Guy from Cincinnati, Hudson. Hudson, yep. Hudson, Hudson did pretty good there the first two games without Conklin there. So it's there's going to be a lot of names thrown around, but right now the two that are really out there are Greedy Williams and Kareem Hunt. So I it's pretty much whatever the Browns want to do it's in their court, but I understand because they both got expiring contracts. So, you know, it's kind of up to the Browns what they want to do. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think you go all in for this week. If you lose, then anything's on the table, but I'll, I'll just say, I, I hope they um, keep all those guys around based on what their plan is for them for the future. If they know already that Kareem Hunt is gone, no matter what, after the season, then yeah, trade him. You know, what are we keeping him around for if we're out of the playoff hunt? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But if there's a chance that you want to bring him back, maybe you can renegotiate uh, a contract and keep him around. Then I'd like to see him stay here. I know you're paying a ton of guys, a ton of money. Um but it would be nice to have him. But if they're going to use him like they've used him the last couple weeks, yeah. then what the heck are you doing? So, yeah, it's just it, – it's another thing that's very frustrating for me. We talk about Chubb and Hunt and how great they are, and we don't even use them correctly. So, Stefanski, man, I'm I'm telling you, he's he's stubborn. He's just keeps – he keeps doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results and – I'm starting to think, I'm starting to believe that maybe he's not the right guy for the job because I see him, I see Brandon Staley in in Los Angeles and these guys that are just kind of even keel, you know, don't ever yell at their players, don't ever yell at the refs. They just kind of are steady the whole way. They're struggling. They have a ton of talent on their teams, but they just, for whatever reason, they don't. They don't make it work. And then I see guys in New York. I see Brian Dayball. I see uh, Sala 
and they the guys play for him, Dan Campbell. Guys oh, yeah. are playing for him, these fiery dudes, and it's like Stefanski. Yep, it's my fault again. Yep, that's on me. You know, eventually that you just get tone deaf. And, and man, I, I wanted to work with him. I really do. But he's got to look in the mirror and he's got to change. And he's just so damn stubborn. It's very frustrating to watch. All right. So, you know something, Brian? I'm nixing Fat Boy Tuesday tonight. We'll talk, oh, about, yeah. we'll talk about Halloween candy next week because we're already over an hour. And we've been talking Browns. So, Brian, do you – this is the question they brought up on the afternoon drive. Do you think that the last six games – is an audition tape for Stefanski's job. Would uh, yeah, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I think uh, I think I hope that at the end of the year, and who knows if Andrew Barry's job is even safe right now because show me a draft pick that he's made that has really turned out well for us. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all excited when he gets these guys and they fall to us, but. Grant Delpit not looking great. JOK's up and down. Jed Wills. Um, yeah, I Jacob Phillips, you know, Jordan Elliott. The list goes on and on and on. I mean, how many great uh, draft picks has he made? So, yeah, I, I don't know if, if he's the guy making the decision or if it's the Haslam's, but I pray the Haslam's bring in the cornerstones of this team and interview them for a very long time and ask them what they think about Kevin Stefanski. Because if Deshaun Watson, if Nick Chubb, if Miles Garrett are unhappy with him, see, ya, he's gone. Because what what worries me the most is, and I don't think it's out of the question, if we have another subpar year, does Miles Garrett ask for a try, trade this offseason? Does Nick Chubb is not being used correctly? And he's very, very good. Does he ask for a trade this offseason? Because I think it's possible. If if they know Stefanski's coming back, and they're just going to have to go through this again. Now, Deshaun Watson is the saving grace because you think maybe with him it'll be different. But if they're fed up beyond repair, I can see them asking for a trade. You know, they're in the prime of their careers. I I completely understand that, and I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, we all do. Right. I, know, I know Nick Chubb loves Cleveland. But at that point in time, if they're going to, they, and I mean they, Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb, need to step up as leaders then. I know they are not outspoken. I know that is not their MO. They are more quiet. They are more laid back. They're more reserved. They're more of, let me show you my kind of leadership. I'm going to go out and play the right way. But like I told you last week, Brian, it's going to take one of those two to start being vocal. There's not a vocal voice in that room right now. There's not there's not Jarvis Landry here anymore to be vocal. There's not there's not a loud voice in the room to kind of corral guys and bring them in and rah rah them together and everything else because everybody's kind of like ho hum like yeah well we you know yeah I'm upset we lost but you know if we do a couple of things it's okay you know like that. They need somebody that's got a pissed off attitude on this team to come in and rile these guys up, rile the cages, as they like to say. Got to rile the cages on these guys because guess what? You rile the cages, there's only two ways to go, Bri. You stand up and fight or you back down. That's the one thing that I learned 
so much. Like my dad told me, he goes, son, there's going to be one thing that you do if you get punched in the face. Either you stand up, spit the blood back at him, or you just lay on the ground and let it happen. There's only two ways out of that, all right? And guess what, Browns? You've been punched in the face. Are you going to stand up and actually take it? Or are you going to lay down? And that's where they're at right now. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, with with Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb, while we're on the subject, I guess now, they don't have, you know, it's it's not really in their DNA to be these vocal leaders, and they don't have to be. But, you know, but, they, but if, if they got one foot out the door, they could say, well, let me go to let me go to Buffalo or let me go to Kansas City where Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the team leaders. And I can just be a great player for them and I can win championships for them and I can be as great as I want to be. And I can make it to the Hall of Fame that way rather than doing this and having to be a vocal leader in Cleveland and having to put the team on my back every single week. Let me just get away from this situation. Let me go to a place where it's a little bit easier, maybe the Rams or something, and just do it that way. And, I mean, it's hard to argue with them uh, if if they're unhappy. And, obviously, this is all hypothetical at this point, but we're upset as fans. How do they feel as players who are playing the game? They see we're playing our ass off and we're losing every single week. I want to get out of here and I want to get to a better situation where I don't have to work this hard. I can just go about my business and be great and do my own thing and we'll win games. Okay. And I understand where you're coming from with that, but Bri, they don't need to be vocal all the time. That's the thing. That's the thing right there because you and I have worked together. You and I have been friends for how long? 15 years. I've seen you blow up once. <laughs> Have I not? You normally sure. don't. It, it happens from time to time. But you normally keep it even keel. You're normally kind of just this way. Right. But once mm-hmm. you're at that point, Bry, and it's out there that you're at that point, everything changes. Because at that point in time, oh, shit, Bry's pissed off right now. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, okay, I don't want to poke the bear. It doesn't have to be every time. But like right now, right now, this team two and five, those two guys, one of them has to go to the locker room and just, I'm not saying throw chairs. I'm not saying anything else, but let, let that team know that you're that frustrated. Like you are that pissed off because the way things are going and that whole team will look at them and go, damn, if they're that pissed off, we should be that pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be all the time, Brian. It could be one game. It could be two games. It could be mm-hmm. once a year. But if you had Nick Chubb come in, who you know does not talk, he doesn't talk a lot, he doesn't talk anything, comes into a locker room that you're playing on a team for, and he loses his shit, what does that say to you? Like, we got to step up. Because if he's losing his shit, I don't want him to lose his shit because he never loses his shit. And I just I hope they're that invested in it that that they're they're one hundred percent committed to this franchise at, like you and I are. We're yeah. Browns fans. Nothing's going to change that. Oh, yeah. Browns fans for life. That's how it's going to be. These guys are professional athletes. They just happen to be drafted by the Browns. So, I know. You know, it, it, when you're a professional athlete, is different. You know, you see it in uh you see it in basketball all the time. These guys change uh change teams like they change wardrobes so you know are are they 
are, is Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett in it for the long haul? Or do they want to be a Joe Thomas where they never – they play every snap for the Cleveland Browns? I don't know. You, you know, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out because, man, I mean, if things don't get better soon and, you know, Deshaun Watson doesn't give us some hope at the end of the year, I, I, I worry to think what we might be going through in three or four months. All right. Well, let's let's get through the last little bit. We got the Bengals game that we have to pick. You said three yep. and a half, right? Yep. I think three and a half is the spread. Bry, the fan in me wants to, you know, keep the Browns rolling, but I can't, Bry. I can't. I've seen this too many times, and every time I get my hopes up, thinking that it's going to come back, it comes back to kick me in the nuts. Um, and especially the way Cincinnati is playing right now, even though we have beaten Cincinnati, I want to be proved wrong, Brian. I want to be proved wrong so bad that I can buy you. I want to buy you a whiskey bottle and pizza. That's how bad I want to be proven wrong. But I am picking the Bengals. 38 to your Browns, 13. <laughs> You're all or nothing. <laughs> you either pick blowouts or you got the Browns winning. <laughs> I want to see their heart. 13. I mean, I know, I know how you feel. I mean, you, you I see what see you saw on Sunday, and you think we're just going to get blown out. So, yeah, I understand the frustration. I mean, Brian, um, I know they're close. I know, Brian, until they prove me wrong. I mean, I could have wholeheartedly, I could say 24 to 13, but watching Joe Burrow and those guys play, especially the wide receivers. And mm-hmm. hey, it all depends on even if Denzel Ward's there too. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, you got to – the way the secondary's been. So, what about you, bud? Yep, I'm going to – look, I'm, you got my brown shirt on. I got my brown hat on. You're going I'm brown. all in. I'm all in for one week. Um, this is the season right here. You know, after this game, if they lose, I can be negative for 10 months. Um, So I'm going Browns. Uh, I'll say 30 to 28. Uh, I think it maybe helps us having it at home and having it on prime time. I think they get up a little bit for it, but the Browns have to be all in too. I mean, yeah, we need Denzel Ward to play. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I know concussions are kind of – Crazy. You don't really know what everyone's going through. Denzel Ward can miss two or three games, and Kenny Pickett can play one week later. So it's just you, you don't know what they're going through. So hopefully he's good. You know, I just hope that uh, that the team feels the same way that I do, that this is your season. This might as well be a playoff game. It's, it's win or go home. So um, we'll deal with repercussions after if they lose. But, um, yeah, all in for one game. Um, let's do it. I'm all in. Thirty twenty-eight. All right. I can't get I can't get away from Fat Boy. You know, hold on one second. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. I can't get away from it, Brad, because it's Halloween candy. So mm-hmm. what we're going to do is give me your top three Halloween candies, and then we'll get our top three uh, comedy movies. Okay, I'll go quick with my top three, um, and they're all chocolate. <laughs> I mean, it was growing up, it's like, oh, if you're not handing out chocolate, you're doing it wrong, so give me some sort of 
candy bar or something. My number three, I'll go with Reese, Reese Cups. Keep it simple. Two, Kit Kats. Ooh, and yeah. number one, I've said it before with my uh, whatchamacallits. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> so for me, uh, number three, candy corn. I really do like candy Ugh. corn. Are you I kidding me? Why. No, I do. I think, I think you like it just to be different because everyone yeah. freaking hates that stuff. I don't know how they hate that stuff. I can eat that like popcorn. Have you done uh, the candy corn that. and There's peanuts? Candy corn right there. Candy corn right there. Day almond joy. Nice. That's a good lineup too. Uh, my, so uh, have, have you ever tried the, the candy corn and peanuts? No. Can't, if you eat candy corn and peanuts at the same time, it uh-huh. tastes like a Snickers, which is the craziest oh. thing ever. You'll have to try it. I'm trying it now. Yeah, like dry roasted peanuts, I think. <sighs> All right. So my number two, Reese Cups. Can't go wrong with Reese Cups. Even the little bastards or even the big bastards, Reese Cups are the way to go. And my number one right there, Running Ball Man had it. Love Payday. The peanut and the caramel. Okay. Sure. All right. Little Payday action. If it wasn't Payday, it was going to be Snickers because who doesn't love a Snickers? Right. All right, so oh, let's do our trivia now, Brian. Before okay, we top three. I got you. So the trivia was Tom Brady's got fifteen Pro Bowls. Who's mm-hmm. next with fourteen? Yep. Okay, so I'm thinking back of either a offensive lineman. Okay. Or that would be a good bet. Quarterbacks. Hmm. Okay. Um. Joe Thomas? Uh, no. Good guess, though. I, I mean, he made it every year of his career, but he only played, I think, 10 seasons. So, 10 for 10. Brett Favre? Not Brett Favre either. I don't know how many he made, but he wasn't on the list. I don't know why. Oh. That's a good guess, too, though. Okay. And it's not a special team, sir? Nope. What about a center? Close. Close to the center. Guard. Well, there's so many guards, and I can't remember <laughs> guard. Right. He's related to a Cleveland great, if that helps you. That doesn't help me with the shit. <laughs> um, what about damn? I can't do it, Brian. I can't think of one. Okay, here you go. The three guys that have Ooh, 14. What about Jerry Wright? Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice is a great guess. He had 13. Damn. Emmett Smith. One short. Emmett Smith, I don't know how many he had, but yeah, not not on the list. Uh, so we'll go first with 13, unless you got another guess. Bruce Matthews. There you go. Yep, Bruce Matthews. See, he was the brother of Clay. He's got 14. Remember, he played a ton of games for the Titans. Yeah, he did. Um, who gave you that answer? No, he, nobody gave me the answer. Uh, running ball, uh, Justin put down Clay Matthews and oh, then yeah. it Bruce. Sure. Yep. There you oh, go. Okay. Yep. See. All right. Who are thank, the other? thank you, Justin. Um, 13. So Drew Brees, Jerry Rice, Reggie White all had 13. Wow. The guys with 14 Bruce Matthews, Peyton Manning. I thought you might get Peyton Manning um, just because he played for so long. And then the other one, Tony Gonzalez. The only reason why I didn't think of Peyton Manning, though, is because the Pro Bowl, he's on the same side as Tom Brady. Right. So uh, 
they normally have one quarterback, right? No, no, they, I think they have three. I mean, oh. all pros, all pros, they only have one quarterback. Okay. That's why that's why kickers are maybe different because they do, I think, only have one kicker each side. Yeah, more Anderson had like 30, 35 years of Pro Bowl. Right. So you got to be the best in your conference every year. So quarterback, you just got to be top three. Earlier. Justin did say Peyton earlier, and I did not go with it because I didn't. Uh-huh. Think it was Damn it. See, right. he knows. He knows. He knows. Let's get into our top three, Bri. Oh, yeah. Now, Bri came up with a gem today. Our top three all-time comedy movies. Now, Bri, I watch a lot more movies than you do. I love watching movies. One of my favorite things to do is watch movies. You, yeah, it's a fatty fail. I know it. Fatty fail. I'll bring it up here later, Justin. Um, What about you? What are your top three comedy movies? Because you're not like super movie guy. I'm not. I'm not super movie guy, but I will say this. I would say 60, 70% of the movies I do watch are comedies. You know, okay. I'm just not into, you know, when I watch a movie, I want to be happy. I want to laugh. I'm, I'm not into horror movies or, or anything like that. You know, I want to feel good when I watch a movie. Um, and usually comedies are an hour and a half. You can get it in and out. So that's why I'm a big comedy fan. Um, I don't, do you want me to get in my top three or you want to go first? No, go ahead. Get your top three out of the road. Here's my top three. I'm I'm going back um, a little bit to the younger me, a little bit in my childhood. Uh, but my number three is college years, old school. Used to watch it all the time, uh, freshman year. Um, so that kind of got me in the mood to have a good time, enjoy the college years. So old school's number three, number two, Dumb and Dumber. It's it is what it is. It's a dumb movie. It's a dumb comedy. You, you can have a laugh. And, you know, once what happens when comedies, like, have a sequel or come back for two or three acts? They just they try too hard with it. They try too hard to be stupid and funny. And, you know, it just sometimes doesn't work. But that one was just so pure, so genuine, stupid. You just sit back, relax, have a good laugh. Uh, and then my number one, you know, I'm a big Chris Farley fan. Favorite Farley movie. Was the original Tommy Boy? Oh yeah. All right, Bryce. So I did my criteria on how many times I've watched it. Okay. Okay, because I st- I watch movies over and over again, even if they're hilarious, I watch them. So for oh me, yeah, me too, me too, all the time. For me, number three, The Hangover. Sure. That hands down is one of the funniest movies, and especially towards the end, like you know, you can't find yeah. Everybody's watching Absolutely. Hangover. Absolutely. All right. Number two. All right. This is going to throw you for a loop. The Replacements. Okay. Seen it. With Keanu Reeves and yep. the kicker from That's Wiry. Love that <laughs> part. Yeah. And the number one movie that I have seen the most as a comedy, Caddyshack. Wow. Well done. I have watched Caddyshack so many times, Bri. Now, granted, any Adam Sandler movie, uh, Tommy Boy, any Chris Farley, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, oh, I'm all down for. Sure. But Caddyshack, for some odd reason, I go back and watch Caddyshack 
That's anytime it's on, I watch it. I don't care if it's like two o'clock in the morning, I watch it. Replacements, I actually bought on Amazon so I can watch it whenever I wanted to. <laughs> and I like that. By the way, honorable mention for a uh, friend of ours that we don't talk to anymore. Royal Rumble. The movie with uh, Sean William, or yeah, Sean William Scott and David Arquette, the pro wrestling movie. Oh, that vaguely, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw it. Oh, Ready to Rumble, Ready to Rumble, Ready to Rumble. Yeah, right. That's not mm-hmm. okay. Yep, gotcha. And if Bry and I know, I don't think you've seen it. Necessary roughness. Same parts with Sinbad. With and, Sinbad, uh, Kathy Ireland. Oh yeah. Moranis, is he in it? No. No, what am Ed, I thinking of? Loja. Ed Loja. <laughs> Robert Loja? Robert Loja. <laughs> I was thinking about the head coach, which was Ed. Um, Robert Loja, yeah. God, that's, I wanted to play that on our show for so long, is the halftime speech, thinking that that's Kevin Stefanski. And like, you know, Pompke, show me the stats. Uh what worked for us in the first half here? Not a damn thing. <laughs> and then just <laughs> this tie isn't working for me. This shirt's not working for me. Uh, one of the greatest <laughs> things are oh, Justin brought up a good one. Spaceballs. Oh yeah, classic for oh, sure. That's going back. I know. I love. Yeah. All right. So eighties, nineties comedies. They're the best. I uh, love it. Love it. All right, Brian, we're here at the end of our show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, sorry about the hiccup with Facebook. Uh, if you guys want to comment or anything of that nature on our show, you know you can always switch over to YouTube. Uh, on this note, Brian, we are here to the show. Brian, you want to uh, God bless them. God bless you. God bless America. I am that fat guy. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please go to our YouTube page, like, subscribe. Go to our Facebook page, like and follow. And go to our Twitter account, which I don't tweet that often, but when I do, it gets funny. Like I pulled the uh, Scooby-Doo picture off of Facebook of who is this coach? And it was Savansky's face. And they pull off the mask and it was Hugh Jackson. Pretty funny. Jeez. Yeah, I know. That's where I was at. On I know. That's where I was at on Sunday. But thank you, everybody, for watching. Thanks to our troops and first responders for everything you guys do. We love you. And on that note, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. See you next Tuesday. See you.